Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Longtime listeners, you know the drill. This episode is part of a much longer series. To be sure you get the whole story, we recommend that you jump back and start from episode one. Also, We want to invite any of our thousands of listeners who still use Facebook to join our friendly show group, which currently only has a couple of hundred fun-loving members. Just search for the show's name. Our Patreon patron call-out this episode is the mysterious entity known only as The Squatch. Right now, you're assuming I'm going to come up with some sort of Bigfoot-style conspiracy theory to honor this individual, as has recently become our habit before each show. Well, you're dead fucking wrong. I mean, you're right in the sense that I'm going to embroil the Squatch in a made-up conspiracy momentarily, but you're wrong that it's about Bigfoot. I'll have you know that Squatches almost all feel the term Bigfoot as at the very least insensitive, if not exactly a slur. So instead, I will note that the Squatch's efforts to become the leader of the world's greatest bank robbery gang have been a bit compromised by architects' refusal to enlarge air vents, drop ceilings, and other sneaky routes of egress to make them more passable for cat burglars of eight-foot-plus stature. It's just wrong, and someone finally needed to say it. If you'd like your name or your pseudonym to join the Roll of Honor at the top of a future show, just sign up at patreon.com forward slash the paranoid strain at the $5 tier. We thank you kindly, both for listening and for supporting. Finally, whether you do social media or not, please do drop us a line. Tell us what you think of the show. We're open to suggestions, criticisms, and recipes. Send them all to theparanoidstrain, that's all one word, at gmail.com. Okay, let's get going. Paranoid Strain Orchestra, hit it. Where was I? Oh yeah, even the mighty power of their Let's Go Brandon flags didn't help the DC trucker protest live up to the hype. But the Canadian version managed to bring large sections of Ottawa's downtown to something of a standstill for two weeks, until a questionable invoking of an emergency power statute allowed PM Justin Trudeau to order the Mounties and a fleet of tow trucks to clear them out. Now, as is the case with pretty much any lunatic protest, Trump rally, or other nonsense-friendly event, there was plenty of QAnon-related stuff to be found in this protest movement. Of course, QNuts have been very active in COVID, mask, lockdown, and vaccine conspiracies since 2020. And so Q was certainly present in the Canadian trucker convoy with its very welcoming stance on virus-related misinformation. Overall, though, I don't think the Q-ness of the protest was really that strong. As Vice noted in a February 2022 article, there are deep Q-related links in the origins of the convoy, specifically through its founder. 
The Freedom Convoy started as a loosely affiliated group of Canadian truck drivers led by a group called Canada Unity, founded by far-right activist and QAnon conspiracy theorist James Bowder, who has managed to build a coalition of fed-up truck drivers, fringe Canadian political party members, neo-Nazis, anti-vaxxers, and an international coterie of scammers, grifters, and low-level online creators that has been able to generate major headlines around the world. So the founder was heavy into Q, but the protest itself doesn't seem to have been dominated by Q-derived philosophy. So I think we're going to move on from this one to some other Canadian Q insanity. In fact, it's some of the purest, uncut, Colombian flake crack pottery this podcaster has ever seen. I'm talking, of course, about the Queen of Canada. confused. Uh, Since Queen Elizabeth died, the monarch in Canada is a king, specifically King Charles III, the guy who until recently we all referred to as Prince Charles, the homeopathy enthusiast with the giant ears who stood behind his mother for like seven decades before he got his chance to sit in the big chair. Oh no, I'm not confused. Though until I was about to start writing this section, I had forgotten that technically Canada, like other non-U.S. previously British colonies, actually recognizes the House of Windsor as their nominal, though politically powerless, head of state. Which, to American ears, is super weird. You really going to cast political aspersions there, Mr. Afraid? Fearful. And no, I think the last seven years have quelled any urge I had to chortle at other countries' governmental foibles. Without engaging directly with the question of whether or not hereditary monarchy is very silly in the 21st century, which isn't really a question because, duh. That's not chortling? Even if you accept some of the more popular monarchic claims that still litter the earth, the British royals, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Nave Froman, the sausage king of Chicago, Romano de Dulo, the queen of Canada, is still a pretty tough sell. Okay, I'll bite. How did she become the queen of Canada? According to her, I mean. It's a story as old as time. The lady of the lake, her arm clad in the purest shimmering samite, held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water, signifying by divine providence that I, Arthur, was to carry Excalibur. Come on, Jesuit. You object? Perhaps you think that... Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. Eighth grade Jesuit is super jazzed about these python clips, isn't he? As excited as any non-boob-related topic could possibly have made him, Elena. Seriously, though, Ms. Dedulo got her title from a super-legit source. None other than the King of America. Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No. David J. Carlson, silly. Actually, on the internet at large, there are disagreements about who anointed whom, with Reddit insisting that the Queen appointed this upstart Ameriking, but I'm going to go with the honest-to-God research paper I found on Queen Didulo, written by Dr. Christine M. Sarteshi of Chatham University and published in the International Journal of Coercion, Abuse, and Manipulation. Oh, of course. I never miss an issue. The tale of how she came to be queen is breathtaking, so we're going to quote a lot of it here. Elena, please do the honors. The story is as follows. Didulo had been living with a roommate in Victoria, British Columbia. At night, and after working her day job, 
Didylo was secretly interacting with a man she would later reveal as His Highness David J. Carlson, who was acting in the role of Commander-in-Chief of the United States Air Force Academy Civilian Command of Military Operations. David Carlson is also referred to as Commander-in-Chief of the United States and King. David Carlson supposedly appointed Didylo in 2017 after her harrowing mission against the Chinese Communist military, who were allegedly occupying Canada in underground tunnels planning to attack the United States. These tunnels were also used for adrenochrome production, organ harvesting, manufacturing, and for adult sex and child trafficking. Didylo asserts that she single-handedly removed the Chinese Communist military from Canada, and additionally, the remainder of the world. She contends that her subterranean military achievements prevented World War III. For that, Didylo was awarded her title as queen. The entire world, she explains, should be thanking her for her monumental efforts. Oh, shit. Did I forget to wish everyone a happy ending the Chinese-Canadian tunnel plot day again? It's such an important holiday, but it always sneaks up on me. As we can see, the queen is a few rubies short of a crown, if you get what I'm saying. Before we go further, I have to paint a mental picture of her sheer, intimidating physical presence and majesty, so you can keep it in mind as we discuss her many fascinating beliefs and actions. For those of you who are always sunny in Philadelphia fans, describing her as a layup, she looks eerily like a Filipino version of Max, chain-smoking, monosyllabic mom. For the rest of you, Romano Dudulo is a slight, gray-haired lady with a very nondescript face and a penchant for appearing in posters and other promotional materials in awkward, Stalin-meets-Kim-Jong-il-style revolutionary military wear. Her expression alternates between serious and dour, but I think this is actually a strength. The fact that she can maintain a very straight face while declaring her nonsense may actually help convince her followers to go along with her bullshit. Let's check out her electrifying speaking style in this clip from her official YouTube channel, where she explains that the Canadian convoy truckers we previously mentioned were being arrested only because they kept protesting after the Queen had already declared all COVID mandates over. So really... They have only themselves to blame. Also, Justin Trudeau and his government are CGI or something. Anyway, prepare to have your face melted off by her sheer charisma. Greetings, everyone. I address you today as your queen, commander-in-chief, and head of government. This video is going to quickly address the arrests happening in downtown Ottawa. Many of you may have recalled that on February 3rd, 2022, I have lifted all COVID restrictions across Canada, which means all the protests and trucks that were left in downtown Ottawa after February 3rd were and are unlawful. Many have in their mindset that they would they're waiting to drag Trudeau from Parliament Hill. News flash, Trudeau's gone a long time ago. You're seeing CGI and actors playing Trudeau. So there's no reason for anyone to be in downtown Ottawa. 
This academic paper turned out to be a treasure trove, so while I've known I was going to cover this topic for a long time, it turns out I've got a lot more to say on this than I previously thought. Buckle up. First, the royal origins. Little has come to light about the queen's life before she ascended the throne, but we do know that she claims her birthplace, the Philippines, was once the kingdom of Maharlika before it was colonized by the Spanish. You can still find Maharlikan heritage, though, in the richest royal families in the world, who she also weirdly maintains have zero Chinese blood. And it's because she's descended from these ancient, important bloodlines that she has become officially the divine ruler of this planet. So, she crazy. We hate to throw that word around. You love nothing more in the whole world. Fair enough. We will note that she was briefly and involuntarily committed in December of 2021 due to her worrying declarations and activities. Though she now claims that she was just undergoing the same annual physical exam that other world leaders do, and the psych hold was a cover story her PR people came up with. Concerningly, though, she's also a big believer in the Q-slash-MAGA deep state cabal, which has targeted her, bugging her RVs, and constantly keeping her under watch. And she's fame-obsessed? Yes, indeed. The paper discusses her obsession with our old buddy Vlad Putin. How deep is that obsession? She apparently arranged for a photo op where a mysterious figure named Marcus presented her with a watch supposedly gifted to her by everyone's favorite invasion-happy tyrant. She was also appointed by Putiput to mediate between Russia and the U.S. to find a solution to the Ukraine war. You don't have to imagine that declaration. We have more audio from the Royal YouTube channel. To the Russian and American people, I address you as the mediator between the United States and Russia pertaining to Ukraine crises. I must inform the We the People of the Kingdom of Canada that as part of my negotiation with the Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces, I have requested that Queen Romana of the Kingdom of Canada be provided an aircraft bearing the flag of the Kingdom of Canada and with the call sign Queen Romana, for short QR1, as we travel to Moscow or St. Petersburg, Russia. In addition to that, I have requested military escort from the United States and Russia to ensure that the, we, the people of the Kingdom of Canada, are assured of the safety and protection of their queen. Issue number five from Russia or concerns from Russia is uh, who is the Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces. And I can tell you, it is not Joe Biden. So to the we the people of the Kingdom of Canada and the world, I am now serving as your peace and prosperity mediator between the United States and Russia, while remaining as the always Queen and Commander-in-Chief of Canada. Phew! It's a real relief that that's all taken care of now. She also claims North Korea's Kim Jong-un places her portrait next to his own in public places, and that she was invited to, though apparently didn't attend, a state visit to North Korea, 
where the motorcycle gang Hell's Angels were to provide security. Like Altamont. She's also friends with notable journalist dismemberment enthusiast Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia, apparently. Okay, so she's very, very important. What about her style of government? For that, we turn to her decrees. Dulo has been laying down the law in the form of her unquestionable decrees for years now, and she's declared them retroactive to the 19th century founding of Canada, conveniently allowing her subjects to ignore any laws passed by anyone else since that nation was founded. The penalty for crossing her on most of these is execution. Wow, tough on crime. Her biggest declarations to date include nationalizing Canada's resources, rendering all utilities, public transit, and K through college education free of charge. Progressive. She's also abolished income tax, which probably makes the other items a little difficult to fund. Libertarian. Unsurprisingly, her various social media are littered with frankly heartbreaking messages from people who have tried to get free shit she told them they're entitled to and the various ways they have ended up without utilities, property, vehicles, hounded by creditors, etc. You're not going to believe this, but her explanation for how these stories went wrong is that the followers are doing everything incorrectly, and they must strive harder to ensure their own success in promulgating her decrees. Also, she decreed she renamed Victoria, capital of the province of British Columbia, to Queen Romano City, which has a nice ring to it. So how does she enforce her stern decrees? Didulo claims that she has authority over every real and imaginary branch of the military inside and outside of Canada and can send them out on a whim. In addition to the U.S. military, including special and black ops, she also commands the Earth Defense Military, which as near as I can tell is a group that protects the Earth against giant alien ants in a series of low-rent but super-fun Japanese video games by D3 Publisher. Humanoid aliens? I'll take care of Extraterrestrial beings similar to humans. Oh, and video game nerds, yes, he knows. It's actually called Earth Defense Force. Shut up. As you might expect, since attempting to follow her edicts so frequently brings them in conflict with actual authorities, her followers often plead that she send one of these militaries to help them with personal matters. Presumably, those include problems involving invading space ants. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality, uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. What else do we need to know about her? Not much. Just a little something called magic alien superpowers. She contends that the Intergalactic Federation of Worlds of Light Beings, the High Council, and Alliance, that's all one concept, are aware that she is, quote, the one leader on Earth with purest intentions to help men, women, and children and animals slash planet Earth, and gave her the exclusive, quote, spiritual contract to help the planet. One of the perks of this position is, of course, superhuman powers. After all, her queenship comes from the, quote, highest dimensions and realms as well as on planet Earth. Also, she alone has been blessed with both DNA X and 10D, 
which each alter her genetic structure, creating unlimited consciousness from the, quote, Godmaster Creator. To explain the rest of her powers, we'll just quote the paper directly. She can cloak and uncloak herself. She can freeze or erase the memories of other people. As an individual with the, quote, highest frequencies, shape-shifting is one of her natural abilities, giving Didulo the capacity to become anyone or anything at any time. That includes a, quote, woman, child, a man, or any animal that one has affinity with, or even a tree or any object. Using these powers, she's arranged for children who are kidnapped and held in underground military bases to be moved off-planet for healing. She's also apparently omniscient, as is fitting for someone who frequently calls herself I Am, the same name Yahweh used when talking to Moses. But if I say to your children that the God of their fathers has sent me, they will ask, what is his name? And how shall I answer them? I am that I am. Thou shalt say, I am hath sent me unto you. Proof of omniscience? She has apparently known about her mission since long before she physically manifested on our puny planet. But the main reason we're even hearing about this loon is her COVID shit, right? Definitely. Her popularity really ramped up in August to December of 2021, when she hit 73,000 followers, a number that has since thankfully fallen. That's also probably not coincidentally around the time she started threatening anyone involved in COVID vaccination or mandates. Based on the authority granted to her by the King of America, she was able to stop all vaccinations in Canada immediately. Or more accurately, she wasn't, but she was able to say she did that. As a result of her decrees, Didulo explained this to her followers about university administrators who mandated students get COVID vaccines. Again, quoting, These individuals will be charged with crimes against humanity and sent to a military tribunal, where they will be tried and, once convicted, will be hung or executed via firing squad. She went on to declare that, while she wouldn't allow them to have gin and tonics with their final meals, she would allow them a strawberry milkshake. Since then, asking which flavor of milkshake a person prefers is popular code among her followers when joking about those who are on the execution lists. She's got slogans about it, too, offering those who cross her two choices. Number one, cooperate and possibly get the top bunk bed. You know, in prison, where she can totally send people for administering life-saving vaccines. Or option two, lead in the forehead. Hey, bunk bed? Forehead. It rhymes. What a cool lady. I also really hope none of you are a doctor or administrator who refuse to prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine to Canadians. Because if so, you're getting hanged, buddy. But only in Canada, not at Gitmo. The not at Guantanamo thing seemed really important. Don't want the U.S. stealing her glory when the necks start cracking. These executions are already well underway, with over 2.7 million people having already been taken out by, quote, our Galactic Federation of Worlds of Light Beings. Also, she apparently personally executed Queen Elizabeth. I bet tickets to that cage match were a tough get. The reason this nonsense matters is a group of her followers actually went to a Canadian police station in August of last year to 
arrest police officers for COVID crimes and hand them over to a military to be named later. Maybe the Earth Defense Force. Protesters showed up Saturday to carry out a, quote, citizen's arrest of local officers, and here's how that unfolded. Instead of arresting the cops, the Julo supporters were themselves arrested. You're supposed to defend the people. These are people who are genuinely batty, who are genuinely dangerous, and who are going there uh, trying to provoke a physical confrontation. The Peterborough Police will continue to investigate, identify the people involved in the protest on Saturday, and continue to lay charges, if warranted. The Peterborough incident showed the real-world implications of her ideas. They don't just live on Telegram. People believe in them, they're acting on them, they're actually changing their lives based on ideas that she believes in. They're probably more a danger to themselves in the sense that they believe in ideas that aren't real, and then they carry them out in their own lives, and it hurts them. Months before Here's the- Dulo explaining this order to her loyal lieutenant, Frank Curtin, who of course was on the scene for this exciting development in the new Canadian era. Well, I will begin uh, live stream here, just to let everyone know that I'm here as the Queen and Commander-in-Chief to observe, to make sure whatever process is being done, it's done fairly, and whoever is arrested by the citizens is given respect, dignity, and honor. Very good. That's it? Very good. I'm going to make sure it goes over peacefully. Correct, yes. And uh, I have sent a message to the U.S. Commander-in-Chief two days ago, letting him know that I'm here and that I'll be here, and that I requested for a backup to make sure that this process goes peacefully for the people. So, you can breathe. Very good. Very good. Very, very good. All right. Yeah. All right, Frank. All right. I'm here with you. Okay, great. On behalf of We the People... Uh, the press secretary for Her Royal Majesty, Queen Romana, and uh, I have the great fortune of being in Peterborough, Ontario, with Frank. And uh, Frank, we're in front of the police station, so do you mind uh, sharing with us uh, what's going on here right now? Well, uh, we're in front of the Peterborough police station. Um, we tried to stop all COVID crimes last year with a cease and desist order on June 6th. That was endorsed by U.S. Special Force Military. Um, today, uh, we've put the police station on notice many times over the last year that warning them to stop, and they've continued to participate. We are here today to make a citizen's arrest against the members of the Peterborough Police Department for their involvement in the crimes against humanity. Uh, if you're tired of looking at watch, or if you're tired of watching the way people are living. You need to stand up, stand with the people, take some time, educate yourself about our new commander-in-chief of the country, Queen Ramona Didio. Educate yourself. Don't use Google because Google has already slanted. You're not going to believe this, but this super well-thought-out plan failed. Kill horror. Sounds better when Dana says it. <laughs> Didulo naturally blamed this failure on her followers somehow once again fucking up her perfect and inviolable decrees. Though, of course, this doesn't affect the plan. These decrees are, of course, still in place. Milkshakes will be delivered to the guilty, but not gins and tonic, etc. Did you just say gins and tonic? Are you trying to sound like a pedant? Also, am I not supposed to point out your insufferable grammatical snobbery? No, that's actually a key part of the job. Keep it up. Dana would be proud. 
Her followers have vowed that they'll try again until they get this thing done, with their eventual aim being to arrest the retired local police chief. So, good luck with that. Actually, bad luck. Bad luck with that. That was back in 2022. What's she doing lately? The way the paper describes it, she's kind of gone Scientology, with her closest followers convoying across Canada in RVs, each wearing a head-to-toe all-white outfit that represents their status as the white hats that fight the deep state, black hats of QAnon lore. It's a lot like Scientology's floating army of uniformed Sea Org lackeys who sign billion-year contracts to serve the legacy of L. Ron Hubbard. She has endeavored to make state visits to other nations, as you might expect for a sovereign of her stature, but thus far her attempts to visit her neighbor to the south have been stymied for reasons that have not been clarified, though Dr. Sarteshi dryly notes that reason might be her insistence on using a self-issued, purple-hued passport declaring her citizenship in the Kingdom of Canada. Yeah, that might be the problem. Oh, and a few months ago she introduced a new... what's the word I'm looking for? Scam? No, you cynical scab. Sorry, that was harsh. You're doing a great job. But this isn't some scam that would be beneath the dignity of the queen. Her new growth opportunity is called loyalty money. And despite Dr. Sarteshi's best efforts, it's still a little confusing to me. The currency sounds rad looking, though. It's bigger than real money, includes her flag, a sort of purple modified maple leaf split down the middle by a sword, and the highest denomination is 100,000... Well, what would you call these? Not dollars. Um, 100,000 loyalties. And yet, much like Bitcoin, its usefulness as a medium of exchange remains questionable. Dedulo assures followers it's backed by hard specie and can be redeemed for value at the national and provincial treasuries of the Kingdom of Canada. Which I'm gonna go ahead and assume isn't actually a thing. Not as yet. However, in a weird twist... She seemingly contradicts herself when she also notes that the currency doesn't have any value yet. Her followers themselves must create the value that it will eventually have. What the fuck does that mean? She plans to offer future guidance on that topic, so rest easy. Anyway, if you want some Dedulo bucks, you just have to go through a ceremony where you declare your sovereignty as a Canadian national, and then you can get fat stacks, as I think the kids are saying these days. Yeah, they are not saying that. I, for one, cannot wait until the Queen's followers start trying to buy groceries with these things. Should be a hoot. So, what are we to make of all this? Well, thus far, the Queen's actual impact on Canada's cultural life has been limited, with the exception of that attempted arrest of the cops thing. Which we can all admit is really funny, right? Especially since a bunch of them got arrested. But of course, these things have a way of spiraling, and as Dr. Sarteshi's paper concludes... There could be plenty of future downside to this story. Her message is filled with the dictatorial promise of death to anyone who displeases her. Didulo describes herself as the supreme being extant on planet Earth. Didulo believes herself to be beyond question. She claims she possesses supernatural powers, is able to become invisible, change shape, and is an Arcturian from a distant star system, all claimed without a drop of evidence or proof. Didulo's message is not one of benevolence. She promises death. Her edicts daily harm her followers. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on her.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.